to Planted, a podcast that encourages the believer to be rooted in Jesus Christ and established in the faith. Today, Pastor Matt Grimm introduces us to the topic of the illumination of the scriptures. Open your Bibles to Psalm 119 and let's begin. Pastor Matt Grimm. I'm here with Thad Keenel. Good to be here, Pastor. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. It's been a week in uh, COVID, COVID brain. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, it's, and... uh, it's good. It's been, it's been uh, a couple weeks now, and so feeling better. And, um, you know, you never, you never really quite understand uh, uh, just how important clear thought is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was, I had brain fog so yeah. bad, but anyway, um, so that, I think part of that's going to be what we're talking about today is, uh, how to have clear thinking and when it comes to the scripture, right? That's right. It is. We are, um, you know, we kind of touched on it the last couple episodes. We, as we talked about the role of the Holy Spirit in the scriptures, and as we looked at the scriptures, talk about that, uh, our need for that and the need for our minds to be open, the need for the Holy Spirit to to come in and be our teacher and counselor. As uh, as we receive it, we also before that talked about the Holy Spirit's role in actually the giving of Scripture, right? And so within that conversation, a couple of different times, we talked about things like not only its trustworthiness and its um, sufficiency, that it, it's sufficient to lead us into salvation. We may talk about that a little bit more today, too. Okay. But we, 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 we talked about how uh, you know the Scriptures ultimately are leading us to understanding Jesus the Messiah, uh, his life, death, and his resurrection, that we can be brought back into relationship with God. And so if there's anything uh, that is uh, about scriptures that is somehow contradictory to that, or we, we feel like is, is is bringing that into question, then we usually need to question our understanding of that scripture, right? right? Because yeah. because that's what ultimately what it's all leading to. Uh, so, But then with that too, we also started talking a little bit about how um, the Holy Spirit is going to be, as He teaches us, is going to bring that clarity. That there is, um, we didn't, ha- we didn't, ha- we don't have to be like great scholars necessarily to understand them. But there is something about the role of the Spirit that will help us. That those without the Spirit, even though they might be great scholars, can, can might be able to break things down, but may not be getting to the real essence and, and the spiritual message that is there. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more today. Talk about that clarity, how the, the Scripture does that. And I want to begin with. Um, just a verse that, and, and some others within uh, the Psalms that, that, that allude to this. Uh, and so Psalm uh, 119 is actually one of the, is the longest Psalm. Uh, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it's the longest chapter in the Bible. It's got 178 verses. Um, and it's, it's organized in such a way, it's written in such a way that there are, it has all these different sections according to the Hebrew alphabet. And so every uh, letter of the Hebrew alphabet begins each one of these sections, starting all the way with, if you have your Bible there, you'll see a lot of those, the scriptures will actually list them there. So starting with Aleph um, and getting all the way to Ta, which is the last uh, of the Hebrew. So, um, so each of these sections, well, within that, each of those, each of those sections are about the, the law of the Lord or the word of God. And so the entire psalm is reflecting on this in this poetic nature according to each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. <laughs> yeah. um, and so uh, so we see here in uh, when we get to the Hebrew letter of Nun, uh, 
in verse uh, 105, we have th- this uh, verse that says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, uh, which uh, helps us see the, the, the intent of God's word, of, of his scripture, of, of his commands for us, but not just his commands, but also I would, I would say, you know, the whole, the whole narrative story, right? The, the entire um, wisdom and counsel of God that comes with that. You know, the word of God isn't just do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. Um, the word of God is, is describing this relationship to, with us, and it's giving us wisdom in, in these things. And so it, it's, it, and it starts with God himself, and so that's one of the things I, I think we'll we'll look at even um, maybe talk about a little bit today too is the fact that you know we don't well let me pose this question do you worship the Bible do I worship the Bible um, I would probably off the cuff say yes oh really yeah okay and and in that I would say the reason that I worship the Bible is because the Bible is the Word of God. And, um, and we know, from, for example, from John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, it says that the Word, mm-hmm. or the Logos, um, was God. Okay. Um, and so we worship Christ. Christ is the Word. Okay. And so for that, um, if, the, if the Bible is the inspiration or um, the very words directed by God as the author of the Word, then, then yeah, I think it's fair to say that I worship it, um, but I don't worship uh, I don't worship it an inanimate object. Okay, so I think so. I think maybe what I hear you saying is you worship the God of the Bible, the 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 one who animate who is the animated being of the Word, right? But not, but it's not like the actual, just the words themselves, right? right? For example, just to show you how polar opposite this thought might be, I am not afraid to tear a page out of the Bible, <laughs> yeah, and, right. and just and just use it for notes, yeah, because all it's just printed text, right? Right. So for that, and, yeah, and if it, you know, I know we try to respect it, we don't. It's supposed to not hit the ground or something, but it's 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 different than that. It's um, it's not the printing, it's not the pages and the order of it. It's just the it's the living word because it's it's God's word. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's what I will often, you know, say, I appreciate your, your, your fact you say, well, yeah, I do, because, and then explaining why in that sense, right? And so, because I, I will often, you know, say, no, I don't worship the Bible, I worship the God of the Bible, yeah. right? I worship the, the, the word made flesh, you know, but, but at the same time, I think it's important, as you, as you brought out in saying that, that there is a real living being behind this word, right? And if, he, if, if God really does breathe it out, as we talked about episodes ago in the Timothy passage, right, then we, if this really is, we could say this is God's breath, <laughs> right, right? Right. Well, not only that, the script, scriptures go further and say that we can't even love God without his word, mm. because if we don't know how to serve him, um, then, uh, for example, when he says, those who love me keep my word, they keep right. my law. And so in order to have uh, um, true love for him, you have to know how to serve him. And this is the specific revelation of mm-hmm. God to us, as opposed to um, what we talked about in our earlier um, uh, podcast of the general revelation, like in his creation and stuff. Yeah, right. And I think it makes me think about this. So this whole imagery of a light, of, of a light, light <laughs> and a lamp, um, Makes me think of of First John, where uh, it says that God is light, and in Him is no there is no darkness at all. Verse five, 
um, of 1 John, after he talks about um, proclaiming um, the eternal life that is, that is Jesus Christ, he says, this is the message we've heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Mm, yeah. So God here is described as light, right? And then if God is the light and he's breathing out scripture, <laughs> then the, the word of God then is a lamp uh, unto my feet, you know? Uh, sure. So I think that, that that kind of, you know, making that connection according to like how you were talking about that, I think is good. So the 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 lamp is the word which comes from God, and that's the light unto uh, my path. And so as we think about this, now we, in a couple other episodes too, we looked at even like De- Deuteronomy 6, where it was talking about you need to teach your children um, as you go about, whether you're sitting in your house, you're walking along the path, you're going out, right. you know, you write it on the doorposts and, and all that kind of stuff, that it's just one of those constant things we meditate on. We looked at that in Psalm 1. And so if, if this is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, what does that say about the path of the life that we're to take? Yeah, right. Well, certainly uh, another imagery that comes to mind for me is that the scriptures talk about the wide path leading to destruction and the right. narrow path leading to life. So the path is our journey through this life. And if we um, don't have God's revelation um, to guide us, then uh, we, it says that we walk in darkness, just like you were saying in First John there, right? So right. it says that we are walking in darkness. And therefore, um, people without the word, even though they might live what looks like a could be a, a good life and you know they might have benefits of this world, um, they're still in darkness. Yeah. And, and what is that what's what's hard sometimes I think is if I as I think about this, um, darkness of the world doesn't always seem dark. Right. Right. In fact the scriptures even say that a lot of those people that um uh are if you want to just call them sinners or whatever that they receive many benefits sometimes yeah. you know like they're rewarded for their their evil deeds or whatever it is so sometimes it can be very confusing but um there's there's a much deeper issue than this uh physical world that we live in and the natural world and that's the spiritual side of it and so um this is the separation point that it's speaking of here when it's saying to walk in the light is talking about spiritual light. Yeah, right? which I think we could, we could maybe translate that too as we, I mentioned the word wisdom, but also it would be then understanding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? We use that expression sometimes. I, well, I didn't know I was in the dark, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, I think that could be um, used here because back, further on in this psalm, um, when we jump down to verse 129, he says, your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your words give, gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. Um, so we, we, we see that again, there's that imagery of light again. And, we, and with it here is, is talking about understanding. And so that this path of life that we have, um, that, that we're to live accordingly, um, it it does relate to that spiritual understanding element that we talked about in the last couple of episodes that we need the Holy Spirit's help to do, to do that. Right. right? right. And so if, if, if that's the case, um, 
we, how does that instruct us on how to approach Scripture? Um, when I preach, I, I, I was taught this in seminary in my, by my homiletics professor, but also I saw it modeled in other people. I, Pastor Alberta uh, um, used to do this all the time. We, we, we would offer a prayer of illumination, mm-hmm. right? Praying that, Lord, if there's anything that I say today that's not of you, you know, may it, may it come to nothing. And, and we ask Holy Spirit that you would come and, and te- be our teacher, you know, today. Right. And so... Um, that would be a good practice for all of us just before we before we open up the God's Word to read it, right? Absolutely, yeah. You you don't want to just um, approach even a, a morning devotional uh, flippantly mm-hmm. and uh, and just say, "Hey, this is this is kind of something I should do," um, because yeah, you can read the scripture and you can get maybe something out of it. But what we really need is for the Spirit to come alongside of us, lead us, and direct us. And to show us more about his truth, because if it's anything that we know for those of us that have spent um, many years in the Bible, the way that you have and the way that I have, is that we can um, we can read the same passage time and time again and get more and more revelation out of it because of how the Spirit guides and directs us and, mm-hmm. and illuminates his word and even brings other cross-reference passages to light for us, which is a which is just a matter of having the word written on our heart um, as well. But uh, without the spirit, that doesn't become, it doesn't become truth or useful to, to the, to the person. Mm-hmm. And it's not to be judgmental. Um, it's just explaining what the word of God says about, about his truth. Right. Right. I mean, we can keep the 10 commandments, for example, I cannot steal. And so therefore I'm, I'm following God's word by not stealing. Um, but to truly have the heart of God, um, and it says, like for example, if you love Him, you're not going to do it anyways. So you don't mm-hmm. that law becomes obsolete because if you're loving your neighbor, you're not going right. to steal from them, right? It's a different it's a different aspect of it. Yeah, and, and so that's why the scripture, you know, and I think about you know Jesus' words often. He's concerned with our hearts, right? right. Um, and he he's concerned with that that we're surrendered to God, and that we are yielded uh, to Him. And, and I think whenever we come to the Scriptures, we need to come with that same posture. Right. Right? We need to yield, we need to, we need to ask, and we need to say, you know, uh, Lord, I, I, I need your help here. Right. Uh, right. Bring your Holy Spirit to come be our, our teacher in these things. Right, yeah. because if there's one thing that I'm pretty sure about myself mm-hmm. is that the more I go along, the more independent I will, my human nature Mm. tends to become. Yeah. And that's that's not a good thing, right? And you were talking about that with the illumination. We realized that um, uh, we need dependency on on God's word mm-hmm. and we need to be, remind ourselves um, before we even do a morning devotional, but for sure before we go to study or, or when we're going to teach or, or preach God's message um, to understand that we're human, that we can make mistakes. Uh, we might even say something wrong from the pulpit. Therefore, we need um, God to even help the yeah. people that are listening to help discern what they're listening to. Right? right? Yeah, it is. And it's interesting, right after that verse 130, where it talks about um, this word of light that gives understanding to the simple, uh, he said, it says, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. So you see that there's that longing desire for it. And then verse 132, he says, Turn to me and be gracious to me, as is your way with those who you love, as those who love your name. And so 
this attitude, this uh, an approach is is because we know and believe God's gracious, right? That God wants to give that to us. And I think that's something um there are a lot of, many more people in this world smarter than me, have maybe higher intelligence than me, right? But by the grace of God, he's by his spirit shown me how much I need him and and it's through that that this understanding can come. It doesn't just come purely through intelligence, right? Right. It comes through the graciousness of God. And so if we, um, which again is revealed in his word, and I think the the more that I spend time in his word, um, the more he's revealing himself. And so um, uh, Francis Schaeffer and probably somebody before him, but he, he, he talks about the God who speaks, Right, this is a God who wants to be known. He does. He makes Himself known. Right. He does speak to us, and he he do, he will do it in a in a way that to, that will help us understand Him. He wants us to know Him as we can know Him. So. Right, right, yeah. He has revealed Himself to us because um, He loves His creation, mm-hmm. and um, and so it's uh, man's responsibility to honor His Creator and. Fact of the matter is because of the fall, uh, we don't do that naturally, right? Right. And so uh, when we do these podcasts, we're always talking to two audiences, aren't we? We're talking to those who um, already believe mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died on the cross yeah. for their sins, who have been saved. We call it being born again because mm-hmm. it's a work of God in their lives. And then we're also talking to people um, that um, might be seeking for for truth or being mm-hmm. led by by God, and uh, and so. When we are doing that, we're speaking to um, the believer uh, who has two natures, don't we? We have this, we have a, we have this human nature mm-hmm. that sometimes is leading and direct us in the ways mm-hmm. of the flesh. Um, but because uh, God has loved us and and has um, given us new life, uh, we can love Him back, and that love response is to want to know Him more. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, I just. Uh, I, for the for the listener, um, uh, just understand that when we're talking, it's not we're not ever really judging or being judgmental mm-hmm. um, uh, of other people that aren't like us because we we came from that from that lowly position. We all were in this human race together, and, and it says we were basically enemies of God yeah. before He came to love us and, right. and so on. Time today has come to a close. Be sure to join us next time as we investigate the sufficiency and clarity of the Bible. We'll look forward to seeing you then.